Cinema Vino is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an expansive list of books and podcasts spread across a ton of genres. Sign up and you get to keep one title per month for yourself. As a movie nerd, I'm looking forward to Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculation. In it, he analyzes classic movies with a special emphasis on 70s American cinema. He puts a personal touch on his analysis, giving you special insight into the movies that led him to be a filmmaker. Also, All About Me by Mel Brooks. In this book, the 95-year-old comedy icon discusses his transformative career across stage, TV screen, and cinemas. He's a man with a million stories, so this is a must for movie fans. Sign up today for your free 30-day trial of Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. Once again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. Welcome back to Cinema Vino. Oh, Jordan. Bust them out. Let me see them titties. <laughs> Buenos dias. Yeah. yeah. Buenos noches. It's good to have you guys with us. Oh, yeah. Hello, Italy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live. Yeah, from Oklahoma. Uh, I've got Sean Jordan. Hey. Taylor Owens. Yo. Travis Budd. Yo. Hoy. And my name is Todd Wofford. Um, this is the first episode of our Summer of Chaos where we pick random movies. Everybody picks four, and we just go with it. Well, give them our news. Um... What's our news? Yeah, what is about, news? about Italy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're apparently on the charts in Italy, so we appreciate you guys. See, out we, there. Don't, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about. Yeah, it. We, we don't, just, we don't have to we say just it. Know Italy, Italy that good. Yeah, Italy we don't, knows. we don't take victory laps in this yeah. podcast. So anyway, we're number two in Italy <laughs> in movie podcasts. Apparently, <laughs> exactly. So. We'd like to find out who number one is. Mm-hmm. Also, we'd like to hear who's fucking with us. Yeah, <laughs> all <of> the above. <laughs> That's either a compliment to us or a sad state of affairs for Italian movie podcasts, one or the other. Hey, we're breaking breaking the rules for breaking, Italians. Breaking barriers. That's yeah. right. That's right. Language uh, barriers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're better if you don't understand what we're saying. Yes. It greatly enhances if, What if there's someone who's, like, translating our podcast into Italian? Yeah. I have to know who's my voice. <laughs> yeah. But they're making their own changes, not yeah. telling anybody, and they're it's much just, better at their job. improving us. Yeah. And they're number one. We, we will hire, <laughs> and they're the number one. Okay. Yes, no. yeah. <laughs> I just imagine, you know, somebody translating our podcast is like, they're talking about an omelet bar on a deserted island. What the hell is this? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is just gibberish. I, they must think their, their English is wrong. You know, it's Ian just, McKellen's thick knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> this was not translated. You know, I'm glad to have Travis back, by the way. Exactly. If anybody, I don't think we talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just glad to have him back. Yeah. You know, having the gang all here. Yeah. It just feels, really, feels different. Really makes it. Yeah. It's like all the Avengers showed up in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You, you found your way out of the jungle, and I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. That's what they always say. Find water and go with it and go to the source. <laughs> so very happy that you walked out of the woods. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. The Amazon's like 90% water. Yeah. Still, let's just follow Just follow, follow the one. Yeah. <laughs> for, for now. <laughs> just, just walk just with it. Just keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's, if it's the Amazon, you have a long ways to go. But, but still, yeah, you're just, just going. Go, yeah. Just follow the water. Yeah, you got to get your steps in. But you'll get there in two days, right? Yeah. Probably. you get somewhere in two the days. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you may not like where you end up, but you'll get somewhere. I'm a Prime member. I have to get there in two days. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to do Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And this was yeah. taste pick. It was. Yeah, Tazon Day. Yeah, and uh, everything that we're doing, everything we're drinking is randomized. I put it in a random like wheel and just spun the wheel. And tonight we got rye whiskey. I'm um, here for that. Yeah, I yeah. am not responsible for me uh, drunk on liquor. <laughs> uh, well, your main weakness is blue liquor. Curacao. Yeah. yeah. 
No, that, that's not, your not well, tight. and uh, and Boone's Farm. Exactly, anything yeah. blue, anything blue, <laughs> blue yeah. Hawaii it's, Boone's Farm. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> sponsor us, please. Yeah, <laughs> blueberries. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is restoration restoration rye whiskey uh-huh. that we're drinking. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Kentucky whiskey, a little spicy. Yeah, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's got a nice. I mean, a little bit of earthiness to it. I think and kind of a doesn't have that bite that rye like. Really has a strong bite for it. But yeah, it's, it's there. It's, a little it's got bit, some sweetness. It's still like yeah. 55 percent alcohol, 110 proof. Still got some oomph. spicy. So it's got body. You, you don't mm-hmm. taste it. You know, put a couple cubes in there. And it's nice. Yeah, yep. and it's going to go really well with the summer months. Once it tops out about 100 degrees, this will really cool you off. That'll make you feel good. Yeah, just a nice molten hot whiskey. That'll warm your belly. <laughs> yeah, have this with some spicy Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little background about the movie. This was released uh, June 14th, 1991. I remember seeing this in the theaters when I, I was did too. a young man. Yep. Yeah. I did not. I think I saw it on HBO later. Yeah. God, money bags. <laughs> Sorry, I just sat at home and watched yeah. HBO. We're over here with our pizza and water. I was, yeah. I was at my babysitter's. <laughs> I didn't have HBO. Yeah. So she's letting you watch something a little bit raunchy. Mm. Crazy. Oh, Kevin's butt cheeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we rewind it? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that was a butt double. So that was a butt double. That was a butt double. It was, uh, well, he was very tanned. Yeah. Everywhere else, it was yeah. a bubble. It was a stump yeah. butt. Yeah. He, because uh, yeah, he had a farmer's tan on his ass cheeks. So mm. yeah. Drink that in. Which is weird because if you see his outfit, yeah, I don't think anything was exposed to mm-hmm. elements. But you know what? I, whenever I hear that, it's just that English. Like whenever yeah. I hear the story that somebody has a front butt, um, what I really know is that in their contract, they get final say over the butt. So I just want everybody to think and know that Kevin Costner saw lots of butts, saw that butt and was like, yeah, that's good. That's going to look, <laughs> that's what I want everybody to think my butt looks like. So he was looking at guy butts and being like, this one's good. You don't think his agent dealt with that? Like he had a butt picture and yeah. he was like, no, I need to find the closest butt to this butt. He had a butt assistant you for sure. You think Costner lets other people do his butt work? That is know. true. Because <laughs> Costner was a huge star at the time. He was yeah. like, these mm-hmm. butt cheeks may break or you know, make, make or break me. Yeah. He, he was, was looking. Like, he trusts them, his them agent. cheeks is made for clapping. You've got to yeah. trust your agent. <laughs> um, yeah. The, these butts have to be Costner approved. Yeah. You know, grade A. I wouldn't be surprised. Choice butt. Grade A American butt. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman took a pick too. I mean, like, hey, man, let me, let me help you out them butt cheeks. <laughs> Like, let me see what you got. <laughs> oh, those, are, those are nice butt cheeks. cheeks over there. <laughs> um, I mean, do you think he put that on your IMD page, that, or your IMDb, that you were Kevin Costner's stuff? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. That's like, I would. I put that on a business card. Yeah. yeah. Got that Prince of Thieves butt money. Oh, God. <laughs> you know he's raking it in now. Yeah. yeah. That's some royalties right yeah. there. It's like, how, how do you have an Escalade? Huh? My butt cheeks in that Kevin Costner movie, you know? Don't they talk about that in Notting Hill? Or like, Mel Gibson's bottom. Like, well, Mel does his own ass work. Yeah. If you had a, a car off that money, would you have a license ta- like a license plate, like a customized one that's like... Ass man. Kev's ass? No. <laughs> no, it would say Hood K-C-B-U-T-T. It was like, Casey Butt. It was just like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. In L.A., you need more numbers than that. You have at least, I think you have eight digits in L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking L.A. God, yeah. we, if, Kev's if, butt. 69. If only we were large enough to like Casey have butt 69. Kevin Costner <laughs> as a guest. We could ask him. About like, a stunt butt. Yes. Uh, did you have final say? That could be our game. It's like, how fast can we get celebrities to walk up, get up and walk out of our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> First question, you know, stunt butt, out. <laughs> I know Helena, uh, uh, Helena Bottom Carter got uh, like final cut on like her stunt person in Fight Club. 
because uh, I, I think I watched it with huh? commentary one. Oh, and she was like, that, <laughs> she's like, those are not my breasts. Well, I, I, I was breasts, though they are. Really? I thought it was hers. I thought she was just no. bare and all. Yeah. Interesting. As did I. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the more you know. Yeah. You guys you you need know. to need to hop on your DVD commentaries from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So say we all. Um, I guess we should talk about the movie. Yeah. We did. We've been talking about it. We have been, yeah. We've been talking about Kevin's farmer's tan butt. Um, so this grossed $390 million against a $50 million budget. Goddamn right it did. Wow. This was the second highest grossing film of that year. Do you guys know what was the number one of 1991? Uh, Titanic. Uh, Indiana Jones. Nope. No, 91, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Was Tom Cruise in it? Nope. Was, uh, it was fuck. a big hit. Mel Gibson in it? Mm-mm. Uh, one hook. Nope. Uh, yeah, six. Went way over budget yeah, on no. that one. Um, so this falls between Dances of the Wolves and The Bodyguard. So both both of those enormous hits. This was his heyday. Yep. Um, Prince of Thieves was directed by Kevin Reynolds, who would also later direct Waterworld. Nice. Um, they Kevin Costner and Kevin Reynolds were friends, and they had a massive falling out on that movie, and Kevin Costner actually had to finish Waterworld. Um, so, unusual for a Robin Hood film. This one stars quite a few Americans in lead roles. You don't mm-hmm. see this in other Robin Hood movies. Um, for the better, I feel. <laughs> exactly. You have Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, Christian Slater's Will Scarlet, Morgan Freeman as Azim, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio as Marion, and Michael McShane as Friar Tuck. All American actors. Yep. Um, the one prominent British cast member was the late Alan Rickman, who reluctantly appeared R.I.P. on the condition that he be, is able to spruce up his own dialogue. So on the condition that I he know gets that. to see Kevin yeah. Costner's actual butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no stunt butts in his contract. I want to see his butt, <laughs> which right. I think worked out because he's one of the best parts of this movie. Oh, oh, totally, hundred percent makes the movie. Yeah, yeah. Think I'd like to see his butt cheeks. <laughs> I wish I could do a better Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's what I have for notes. Um, see what you guys think about this. Um, and who hasn't seen it amongst? Obviously, you never seen it. I, I had never seen it. And Trent, so you guys have seen it, right? Yes. Okay, of course. So was it, was I'm sorry, I was one year old. I know. I'm gonna say I don't. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I, I was one. Were, I didn't know you were no 93 excuse. or under 92. I can't remember what you were. It's like but it's not, 1990. What's uh, your social? 1990, baby. <laughs> five five one four twenty sixty nine. Six nine six nine. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> what are um, the odds? You know. So what do you think? Uh, I first of all didn't realize how much Robin Hood Men in Tights was uh, just this plot, but just one hundred percent totally. Yes. Yes. I, I was watching it. I was just like, yep. this, is, this is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. Like mm-hmm. scene by scene, I was like, yeah, okay. Yep. I know what scene this is. Yep. I know what scene this is. But unlike some Robin Hoods, that Robin Hood could speak with a British accent. Yeah. And now I get that joke because mm-hmm. yeah. Kevin Costner had no accent. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatsoever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, strong thoughts on that. But, yeah. I also have strong thoughts on that. I was like, uh, he couldn't even try. Like yeah. Robin Hood is a uh, quintessential I, story of and English I, valor. I, I, I sadly, I think he did try a little bit. Like a little. Like, like, yeah. like, there, there, there are some scenes. Again, I'll just preface. I'm Sean. I just stole your thing, but like. My mom forced me to go to this film because she was a huge Costner fan. This is, like you said, his peak. Mm-hmm. I remember going as a kid. She knew about the butt. And I, and I think, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I think I liked it because there was no accents. Like, I, I just, I remember being like, this is amazing. Awesome, America. But, but, like, the more I watch it, the more I think, like, I think he's actually trying a few A little times. bit. Like, yeah. I, a yeah. little bit here and there. And I'm just like, that, that's even worse. Like, I preferred it when I didn't think he was trying. Mm-hmm. So. Well, in Men in Tights, uh, Carrie Ellis didn't even try to have, like, a halfway mullet. Yeah. yeah that's that one thing that, that would have made it's, that film better. It's very true. Yeah. It's true. 
Oh my God, he's in the next movie. Though. He is. Mm-hmm. He's a goddamn treasure. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is amazing. He is a national. Did he have an American accent in Days of Thunder? He did. He did. Fuck yeah. yes. Yeah. Take that, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, nothing against Kevin Costner. I thought he was, he was lovely. Mm-hmm. He was a good Robin Hood. Um, but the supporting cast was ten times better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Morgan Freeman had an accent. Mm-hmm. Um, Azim was great. Um, the plot makes so much more sense now than just basing it off of uh, Robin Hood men in tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The castle's getting towed away and it's just blinking on the toilet. Yeah. So, you've got no arms. That's, that's Abe Lincoln. It's Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> oh, and Dave Chappelle. Dave yeah, Chappelle. We, as we Achoo. Done, we should have done a twofer. We, we should have. We have. Yeah. This yeah. needs to be a, a double DVD. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was like it Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was a fun movie. It was long. Yeah, it was. I, that's when I rewatched it. Yes, yeah. And Travis, you said that there you watched the extended edition, which had an extra fourteen minutes of. Yeah, I, I think it was a Prince lot of, of thieving um, scenes with uh, Sheriff of Nottingham about him going and and talking to the other barons and then getting like bribing them and getting a whole bunch of Celts right before they attack Sherwood, and then something else. Uh, spoiler alert: finding out that the witch was his mom. Which I don't think whose mom was Sheriff of Sheriff. Nottingham's mom. Was that was that in that wasn't no. in the cut you guys saw? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she tells him he discovers the little hidey holes that she's looking in, and he runs around. He's like, "Oh, you witch! You you're just you know, you're not telling the truth at all." She's, "I don't give a shit." She's like, "I killed a royal baby in this castle and placed you." In there, so whenever you have your kid with Maid Marian, it will be my grandson that that sits the throne, and who will be the freak then? I was like, I don't remember this. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Did you just happen to have like the Blu-ray? No, it's this was the DVD, but I think I I intentionally bought it because it was like extended scenes or something. But I don't know if I actually watched it when I bought it. What region? Region one. Okay. Cool. You Nice. I could actually watch it. <laughs> um, so my understanding of the accent thing was that Costner wanted to do an accent, and the director overruled him and said that, I mean, I don't know if he struggled with the accent or what the deal was, but it was basically like you, it's too much of a distraction if you do a British accent. Just do your huh. normal accent. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that well, that's one of the things that probably led to them falling out with each yeah. other eventually. They, they supposedly, like, did, they clashed on this movie as well. That probably one of the things they clashed about was doing that accent. It's did, probably for the best. He did did he also want to do an accent in Waterworld? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that would have helped that movie. I want just, to be British. Just a thick British yeah. accent. But, I want gills. Yeah. So, you know, I have, I have thoughts about that. But we'll, we'll, we'll trade you for paper. <laughs> um, so what would you rate the movie? Um, Eight. I give it an eight. It was a good movie. Yeah, but it was, but, but, it, was, but, it was a romp. It was a fun yeah. romp. It was. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It's a summer movie. It's a, it's a summertime yeah. blockbuster movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I and I think that's where I came from. It was like I, I saw this in theaters as a kid, and I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, "What is this?" Because like to me, it was like I didn't. You're not really paying attention to the dialogue when you're like I mean, nine, yeah. eight, eight, nine. I was like, and I was like, "This movie is awesome. Robin Hood's amazing." Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got an arrow. It's like this is cool, and and I think I and I remember getting it on VHS, have it on DVD now. But after rewatching it, I'm like, man. God, this movie was overhyped, and it was like, but but it fit for the time. Yeah, it's like I, you know, when you put it in that time frame, like man, this movie killed it. But like, man, if when you watch it again, 
and I love this film to death. It just makes me giggle because I do. It's like I get that and Men of Tights confused all the time. I'm like, <laughs> boy, they ripped this off. And it was like, and, but it also just like, I always put myself in the situation of like, man, when they were doing this film, they thought this was the best goddamn movie that was ever been. Yeah. Like, and I was like, and it's just so good. It makes me giggle a little bit. Yeah. But like, but really, there wasn't a whole lot of CGI. Uh -uh. It was like, I mean, it was like, it was success. Like, there were some pretty bendy swords though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there, there, there were some floppies. Yeah. Uh, but it was, a, I thought it was a good set. The acting was okay. But there were, I, I, when I watch it, I love the little quips that are here and there. Like, I don't know. That's kind of what I like is when they're, they're kind of badgering it. Like when the early scene, when um, a scene is trying to figure out where East is and they're kind of going back and forth. Like, did you love her? Did you love her? And he's like, yes. And it was, I mean, <laughs> he basically gives in and it's, yeah. it's, it's just a great, great one liners here and there, which I think was kind of a time for the eighties and nineties. Uh -huh. But when I watch it again, it does make me like, second guess the movie and it was like i was like man it was a great movie it, it got it did what it's supposed to do but i don't even know if it's like what i put it at after rewatching. i'm like is it as great as i thought it was when i was a kid when you watch is rose colored glasses yeah i was yeah. like was it that great it was like but i because like i'm watching it and it's just so and like actually i remember the witch scaring me as a kid yeah i remember like it's scaring me and now i'm just like boy that the, the, the little, the, the eye, and I, and I hear I'm getting confused again, but it's like, man, when, when they're like foreseeing the future, all I can think about is the eyeball uh, from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eyeball. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this, this is still a nostalgic film for me, and I love it to death. And it is, I didn't know it grossed that much money. Yeah. But it was like, but the cast really, and I think that was Christian Slater's pinnacle as well. Yeah. Like he was right up there. He, or, or maybe he might have been emerging at the time. He's a big star. He, yeah. He's known for sure. But it's like, but Kevin Costner still makes me kind of giggle that he, again, I was like, I love the fact that they're sitting there, like, because what, this came out in 91, so what, they were probably doing this in 89. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to green light this. <laughs> Robin Hood is going to be played by goddamn Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner, and we're not going to do a vaccine. Yeah. We're not going to do it. Yeah. But, it, but besides the being visually pleasing and a good film to watch, Soundtrack slapped. It does. It's like yes. that. That that song. The score. Was, that, that that song was so iconic for so long, and that, I remember that music video. Video, yeah. It's like, and that just stuck around like for it was just forever. And like kind of some the Bodyguard. Mm -hmm. That was the first CD I ever owned. Was the Bodyguard soundtrack? Oh yeah. And it was, but it's just kind of crazy to see how music kind of also maybe might have influenced me of how big this film is. Yeah. I want to say my first CD was Hanson. And mine was interesting. Which Sunday was Hanson Day? It was. You guys know? Ooh, it yeah. was. I didn't, yeah. didn't miss out on that. Yeah, tons of Should've Hanson fans on, all over Tulsa. Should have had him on the podcast. One of them it's turned forty recently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One of the, one of the Hanson guys. How would 40. they rate Prince of Thieves? <laughs> That's, we should have had him on. Yeah. Had him on. God, Taylor. Yeah. Come on, man. That's <laughs> Taylor Hanson. I know. Close personal. Yeah. yeah. We're BFFs. Yeah. Um, speak Italian. I've run into Isaac multiple times. I, he seems cool. Trev knows him pretty well. I've seen him at the ranch. Yeah, yeah. good people. Um, ultimately, I give this film. I would love to say I could give it a nine, just from like nostalgia reasons. I just can't do it anymore. I give Prince of Thieves nine and a half, or um, you know, Men and Tights nine and a half. Oh, easy yeah. ten. This one I'm still giving probably like an, about an eight and a half. Yeah. And it's probably bumped up half point just because of nostalgia reasons. But yeah. like, I also tried to think of the film at the time and what it did and for what you know what it was then mm -hmm. and. That was definitely a theater movie. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It was. Yeah. 
But yeah, people cheered at the end of it when I watched it. Oh, yeah. oh really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. It's like standing up and clapping. Yeah, like when the plane lands. Well, and that, that was, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was the thing too. I remember watching the end of it, and I was like, "Huh, Sean Connery?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "What is happening?" And yeah. I was, I, I kind of forgot about it because I think, I think I kind of just fast forward. Always like, oh. It's over, and just you know, I was like, oh, it's like did. it's an afterthought part yeah. of the movie. It's yeah. like he's in like because yeah, the ending doesn't really. It's just an extra scene. It's kind of like you know, like. Um, Do you remember who it was in Men in Tights? Yes, Sir me. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah Sir yeah. Patrick Stewart. John Lewis shows up Luke. at the end. He's good to be king. To be king. Good to be king. That's perfect casting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So you're. Uh, it was an eight. Mm-hmm. eight and a half. Yeah. Eight and a half nostalgia bump. So Travi. Uh, I love this movie, and I always forget about it um one of the things watching it now in 2023 is apparently robin hood's out here like stealing girls virtues with mistletoe yeah you know i was like oh interesting good good to know Mm -hmm. this little note there at the beginning um i thought morgan freeman did great oh yeah uh alan rickman fucking killed it yeah yeah uh he took his his role and he made it Way better. I'm so glad to hear that he wanted to enhance all his lines and stuff. Well, it, it was also great with his little minion, and it was like that oh, guy, yeah, cousin. that or, guy, or, or, or the, uh, the the guy but, who's tongue. It's the shortest out. route to London, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, uh, why crap. with a spoon, though? His, yeah, exactly. It's like like why oh, with guy of Gizmo. Yeah, it's like why okay. with a spoon, sir? Because it is more, you twit. <laughs> it's dull, you twit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was. He was. I would say the best part of this. Uh, what, what's Friar Tuck's name? Uh, Michael McShane. McShane, yeah. Yeah. He might be my favorite character in this o- overall. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course I love he, Alan Rickman. He does like the booze. Yeah. 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 And, of course, uh, I, I, his his quote about uh, this is grain, grain. which any yeah. fool can eat um, is, is a great quote there, too. But all of the, I guess all the, like, the little callbacks, and this actually was my first time to realize um, that I guess made Marion uh, the dagger that the sheriff gave her, like she tried to give to um, Robin, say, oh, here, this is also for the poor, and that he kept it. I yeah. thought he was going to do something else with it. I never realized that that's he the knife it, he comes yeah. and he stabs, stabs the sheriff. Nottingham. And then uh, and watching that, I, I see, like, the sheriff look down at the knife, and then he turns around and made Marion. He's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then he dies. I'm like, hey. oh, I never, <laughs> like, I, every time I I watched that as a kid, I never made that connection. Also, what kind of an elaborate death scene, too. It was. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But his last motion is like, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I love the set of Sherwood Forest. Like, all of the, the like, the tree houses and stuff and how they all had the complicated system of pulleys to, to get up and get down. Like, the, the elevators and shit. Um yeah, this is this is great nostalgia bump. Uh, I, my friend had a bunch of the toys from Robin Hood. I'm like, fuck, I wish I had these. So we would play the little Robin Hood uh, game with the toys. We used to run around in the backyard with like pretending we were Robin Hood. Oh this, yeah, <laughs> this is this is a big movie for me. Yeah. Uh, I got to give it a ten. I know it's a nostalgia nice. bump. Yeah. It's a nostalgia I, bump. Totally. I'm gonna keep the nostalgia bump in there. Yeah. I fucking love everything about this movie. I love the bad parts. I love the good parts. I love that it reminds me of Men in Tights. There are three perfect Robin Hood movies in this world. One is Robin Hood, Prince of Motherfucking Thieves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and three, Disney's. Yep. Robin the animated. Oh yeah. 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 There's and they're all oh, delightful. Robin I I, I want to give them all tens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got it right. They did it right. 
Um, is there a bad Robin Hood? Oh, oh Russell Crowe? I saw oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Taron Edgerton? Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. One of my first reviews for the website. That was awful. Wasn't Russell Crowe's just called Hood? Uh, was it was it like or it was something it was a kind of a prequel to Robin Hood I think okay. it was with a 45 year old Robin Hood that was awesome yeah, yeah it was it wasn't great I, I it wasn't cool 45 year old it wasn't awful but I never need to watch it again I saw like the first 20 minutes of it, it was, I, I got real sad terrible real quick uh, Taron Edgerton Jamie Fox that yeah was you want to see that's the worst one Robin Hood was in 2010 with Russell Crowe yep. and Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the Russell Crowe one is a masterpiece compared to the Taron Edgerton, where Jamie Foxx is mm-hmm. Little John. But see, this is it is. This horrible. is what you get when oh, this looks bad when you have um, characters that are public domain, like uh, Robin Hood, uh, Dracula, um, Sherlock Holmes. Like you, like every single production company was, and like was Robin Hood a real real person? It's a legend, like a 12th century legend. Yeah. Okay. But it just so. any production company can you know. Can make it. It's, it's like it's yeah, not I mean, owned it's a story by, that's been around for yeah yeah. yeah. But that's years. that's why you can get like um, oh shit, what was it? Oh yeah, the the BBC Sherlock coming out at the same time as the uh, as the Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Sherlock and another yeah, just everybody gets to have a free for all, and you get some good things in there, but also a lot of. Hey, Adjective. Winnie the Pooh, free domain now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. And they that's made a know. horror movie. Horror movie. I'm gonna start working on my fanfic. Yeah. Uh, but what what was the camera style that they used in this where they were like it's almost a fisheye lens like a close-up they did a lot with uh the the witch and the sheriff Mm -hmm. and um at other parts too it's not a fisheye lens but it's like almost a zoom in and everything is that's what i've heard it called is a fisheye fisheye? Mm -hmm. well it must be like a mild fisheye lens because i've seen the ones that are like more extreme yeah so it was like a lesser version of that but i I noticed them use that in this Hmm. a bunch they do um, so anyway, 10. 10. 10. 10. Um, I will say this one is definitely a departure from other Robin Hoods. This is more, um, you look at the previous ones, this one is way more grittier, it's darker, more violent, yeah. um, more darker themes. Um, yeah, it starts with a guy getting his hand chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a very gruesome. And that Costner beard. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I have one more question. Did Robin not shoot an arrow through an arrow? He, in? he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it. It was during one of the training months. The training months, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe I missed it, or maybe it wasn't in my cut. They show, like, the, the POV of the arrow going into the it's tree. when she's, like, blown into his ear. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, goes. Yeah. Wait, I thought it went sideways. I guess That was when she blows into the mm-hmm. ear. Yeah. Oh, but then he, but then he focuses in. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they showed the second one mm-hmm. in, in my version then. Interesting. Yeah. So I love this movie also. I'm a big fan. Um and on the accent thing, it's like, you know, I it's like I understand it's like, but you look at Sean Connery, who's in this movie, he does no other accents in any movie. Yeah. Like, if he's playing Russian, he, if he's playing, um, he's oh, playing yeah, an yeah. Irishman in The Untouchables, yeah. no matter who he is, you know, he never does anything other than Sean Connery. Yeah. And nobody ever bags on him. In for a way, it. though, Sean Connery has like an iconic accent. He does. Yeah. Right? Like you, everyone knows the Sean Connery accent. Yeah. If I asked you to do a Kevin Costner accent. I'd probably do this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello, um, I'm Kevin Costner. Yeah. But it's like, if you go back and watch, like, The Three Musketeers, the one that Charlie Sheen and those guys did, there's not a French accent anywhere. Oh, God. Can or, you imagine? Uh, I, that I would pay to see. 
um, the Man in the Iron Mask with all the even look talented actors like Gerard Depardieu and Depardieu. Jeremy Irons and those guys they don't do French accents. Leonardo, none of those guys do. So yeah. it's like, I mean, it's not unheard of to do a piece like this and not do right. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's a, good point. An accurate accent, pretty common. I mean, it's like Christopher Walken. I have that here too. It's like when has he ever done anything other than Christopher Walken? Also, yeah. an iconic accent. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's like I can't really hit him too hard for not doing the accent. You know, it's like. And especially if he struggled to do it. And it's not, accents aren't for everybody. It's yeah. better to not do one than to do one poorly. Badly. That yeah. would have sunk the whole right. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but to me, this is just a good, like, junk food summer movie. It's, yeah. It's a, just mm-hmm. a fun. It's a romp. Yeah. You know, it's got lots of quotable dialogue. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I noted watching this that any movie where you have Alan Rickman as your villain, you automatically bump it up a notch. Just because yeah. you know, it has a great villain by default. Yeah. So it's hard not to not to love that, especially he's got so many great lines. You know, yeah. talking about calling off Christmas, it's like that's that's just yeah. like such a great and call like, off Christmas. <laughs> and he's, he's so demanding when he says it too. <laughs> it's just yeah, I mean, it's just every scene he's in, he just steals it. You know, so this makes the movie. Um, action scenes are great. I love Michael Caine's music. I love the uh, the Brian Adams song. The whole thing is just yeah. a great great blockbuster film. Um, but I would say eight out of ten. Yeah, where I am with it, I probably me as a kid, I'm like you. I loved it. Oh, eight out of ten. Oh, oh yeah, where he shoots two arrows at once and yeah. kills two different guys. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, and like, and it was that iconic scene where it's just like he's, it's that fire arrow, mm-hmm. and that one where it's just like he's saving the kid from getting his head chopped off, and it was like, yeah. it's just that that slow. And I was like, man, it's like you're like, wow, mm-hmm. bullet time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also that is the best looking execution. I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 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 Scrawny dude, roughed up teeth, and just, yeah. There's always room for one more. There's always room for one more. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, and I'm sure I'll watch it again. My wife had never seen it, and she liked it a lot. You gave yeah. it an, oh. a, a what? An eight. Nice. Yeah. An eight, an eight, an eight, five. Yeah. Yeah. Ten. So, yeah. Pretty, Damn. pretty strong reviews. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Glowing. A glowing also, recommendation. Uh, they give Friar Tuck. The you know a, a good line send off he he you know breaks the fourth wall and he says now get out of it we waste good celebration time yeah he's just always down to party and yeah. I love that about him it sends the movie out not taking itself seriously which yeah, is not yeah. And I, yeah I still liked Mel Brooks better as the the friar yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it that he casts himself in like the wacky parts in his own movies with a little circumcision guillotine yeah snip <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think about him in blazing saddles where he plays an indian in brown face but with a thick jewish accent like over the top also someone who doesn't change their accent yeah, yeah. but you know it fits that where it's like he's gonna do like a almost like a rabbi sounding apache you know it's just bizarre mm-hmm. um who he was uh who was he in Spaceballs? Um, he was the president. Oh, he was yeah. uh, the. Yeah. He was Yoda. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yogurt. Yogurt. He was yogurt, yogurt and yeah. the, the president. No. No, yeah, he was the president too. Yeah, he, he he when he cast himself, he does great stuff in his own movies. So, um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. We got Restoration Rye Bourbon. Yeah, good stuff. Mm. I'll post a link. Um, Do you buy this at Restoration Hardware? I did. Yeah, it came with some free Naughty Pine. So I'm looking forward to making something out of that. Good for you. Drink up, Trav. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the first movie in our schedule for the summer. So Hell yeah. Good stuff. It has. It's been some good stuff. It's getting wild. Next up, we're going to do Days of Thunder, which is my pick. So I'm looking forward to that discussion. Woot, woot. Yeah. A cold trickle coming at you. Good pick, Tay. Robin's racing. Good yeah, this, pick. this mm-hmm. is a great start. So I like that a lot. Robin! 
But yeah, we got Sean. Howdy. Tay. Yo. Trav. With a spoon. <laughs> uh, my name's Todd, and great movies only drunker. Adio. Buongiorno. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Campari. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.